You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings, beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington, and I am joined here by an incredible, incredible guest uh, for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. Naomi, please go ahead and say hello to our viewers and our listeners. Hello, hello, kings and queens. How are we doing today? <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. For those who are meeting Naomi for the first time, Naomi Achu is an incredible artist, an award-winning artist, singer, songwriter, rapper, and, uh, you know, even uh, I would say an entrepreneur, someone that I have uh, so much love and respect for. Um, I'm going to do a proper introduction in just a moment. Right now, I want to share our proverb for the day that is going to ground our conversation. And uh, our proverb from today is actually from Zambia. And it says that... The rock that is in the middle of the sea does not fear the rain. The rock that is in the middle of the sea does not fear the rain. We are currently live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, X, um, where else? Uh, and also on, on AMP. You know, AMP is an Amazon app that is pretty much like Clubhouse. It's an audio app. The difference is that it has music. Uh, from Amazon Music that you can play while you're using the app. So I love using uh, that during the show as well because we are building a partnership with them. And also Amazon has been one of the biggest supporters for the Madaraka Festival. So I love, you know, working with their products. So what does this proverb mean? You know, this proverb from Zambia. Uh, if you're watching, I want you to take a minute and share what this proverb means for you in the chat. Uh, but I want to share three nuggets of wisdom and then we are going to hear what uh, my wonderful guest Naomi Achu also thinks about this proverb. Um, the first nugget of wisdom, again, if you haven't seen the proverb or if you don't know what the proverb for today is, um, it says that the rock that is in the middle of the sea does not fear the rain. So typically I have three nuggets of wisdom around these proverbs just to uh, give you something to take away, you know, uh, whether it's to ground you as you begin your day, whether it's uh, to help you deal with whatever situation you might be dealing with, or just to give you some wisdom to share with your children or to share with yourself. This is the first nugget of wisdom, you know, embrace adversity. You know, here, the rock in the middle of the sea does not see the rain as a threat, you know, uh, but as an opportunity to grow stronger, you know. Similarly, we should not see adversity as a setback, you know, but as an opportunity to learn and grow, you know. The second nugget of wisdom, stay grounded. The rock in the middle of the sea is rooted to the ocean, you know, the flow of the ocean. Uh, and no matter how strong the waves are, uh, it's there, you know. So similarly, we need to stay grounded in our values, you know and our beliefs, even when we are facing difficult times, we should be, you know, just as strong as that rock in the bottom of the sea. 
And then number three, our final nugget of wisdom is that we should be faithful. We should have faith, you know. Uh, the rock in the middle of the sea, um, it knows the rain will eventually stop. It's aware that, you know, it's raining. There is water here, but this water will not be here forever. And one day the sun will come out and I'll feel the warmth, I'll feel the heat again. So similarly, to us as humans, we should also have faith in our challenges that no matter how difficult the challenge might be, it will not last forever, you know. Uh, and we should always visualize the good times, you know. If your dream is to is to have a private jet, visualize yourself having a nice glass of something in your private jet. If your dream is to travel back to the motherland, if you've never been, visualize yourself in the streets of Yaoundé, uh, you know. <laughs> so that's... That's that's what I'm. What this proverb is teaching us, uh, Naomi. What is it that you, you know think about this well. proverb? <laughs> well, first of all, you know me too well. When you spoke about the private jet and the glass of something and being back in the motherland, you know me too well. But um, this is a, a wonderful proverb. Thank you for sharing it and thank you for choosing this one. I think this proverb speaks about resilience, right? Um, if you if you if you go through, if you allow yourself to go through these hard times, um, when 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 the storm comes, you know how to face it, because you know a rock that is you know in the bottom of the ocean has already experienced some sort of. I mean, it's already surrounded. So if we look at water as a form of adversity, if we look at water as a form of uh, a block, something that is preventing us from getting where we need to go, and we find ourselves weathering the storms of the of, of the water, we find ourselves deep in it. When we come out, we come out strong, we come out resilient, we come out powerful because we have experienced uh, everything that we need to experience about water. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Naomi. And for those who are joining us right now, I hope you have taken a minute to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's one of the ways that you can support the growth of the African Father in America podcast. Now, for those who are meeting Naomi Achu for the first time, uh, this is, you know, someone that I, I look up to, someone that I have a lot of love and respect for. Naomi is originally from Cameroon. She's a singer, songwriter, and a rapper. If you haven't listened to her music, you should go and stream it across all uh, music streaming platforms. And she's known for her energetic and melodious tunes, you know, and witty rap flows and fashion flair. You know, you can see it all and you can hear all of it. Actually, mm -hmm. Naomi was one of the headliners for Madaraka Festival last year when it was held at the, uh, you know, at the Seattle waterfront, you know, at Pier 62. And uh, we had known each other for about a year or even, I think, two years uh, in, during the pandemic. So it was really, really a privilege to be able to meet in person, be able to work together. And now I feel like we are part of a community. And so for those who don't know Naomi, she's, uh, also, she draws her inspiration from legends like Manu Dibango uh, and also legends like Wes uh, Madiko. And Naomi is an award-winning artist and also an humanitarian. Naomi has won their FRIMA Awards in 2023. And, uh, you know, 
she's just amazing so naomi is there anything in just introducing you properly that i haven't touched on that you want to add <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, first of all, just thank you for having me. Um, yes, and you've always been a huge inspiration to me, the way you bring the community together, the way you give back to, 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 the, to your family, your extended family, which, you know, we are your extended family. And um, I want to encourage you uh, to keep doing what you're doing to bring Africa and the Western world together. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So one of my favorite questions that I ask guests who join me for the show here is uh, to take us back, you know, to a time when you are 8 to 12 years old uh, and share a story with us that continues to drive you as uh, a well-accomplished artist uh, that you've become. I share my own story that when I was about 8 years old, my mother gave me a bicycle and asked me to help her distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood. So we grew up in Manyata, which is one of the largest slums in the world, but it is in Kisumu, Kenya, my hometown. And so I learned how to build relationships with the business community, uh, you know, to, to be there on time, to, uh, to strike deals from a very young age, you know. And so that's what really inspires who I am today with the work I do here with the podcast with the work I do with Madaraka festival so I want you to take us back and share a similar story of something that happened when you are young that when you think about the moves you're making today you know um, you feel like that moment is what drives these moves okay well I'll tell you I'll tell you two major stories the first was watching Whitney Houston sing the greatest love of all. I was so moved by her voice, by her energy, and I knew that I was going to become a singer. I knew that I was going to entertain uh, because of her, the inspiration that she just gave me. And Michael Jackson, of course. So uh, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston are my initial inspiration. And um, my the second story I will tell you is uh, being in a classroom, and I think you know this story already, was being in a classroom of people, children from all over the world. I, that was really a blessing. And I think if every child could experience that, this world would be a, a different, different, better place. Because, you know, um, when, you, when you take innocent children and you put them amongst each other, they have different skin tone, different hair color, different eye color. Everybody gets to see each other like a novelty. You know, so I was a novelty because, you know, my skin color, you know, I came with something. I was the only Cameroonian in my class. And then um, I was in class with people from Ghana, Kenya, Uganda, um, so when people say how many, you know, how many countries in Africa have you been, you know, in my head, I've probably been to about eight, nine, because I know so many people from there. Um, and the classroom also had Indians, people from Sri Lanka, people from Australia, New Zealand, Yugoslavia, you know, Spain, my one of my best friends was uh, was Spanish was not, you know, literally, she was from Spain. I had one from Italy. I had a, a, another friend, she was British. So these were my best friends. And here's the funny story. 
you look at my skin color, right? To them, it was a novelty. I felt so special. They treated me so wonderful. Now, going back to Africa, hear this. Going back to Africa and going to a boarding school was the only time I even thought that something was wrong with my skin color. Because, you know, I saw how the other, the, uh, my other classmates would flock around the light-skinned girls. But I never understood it. Like when it was their birthday, they would make a very big deal of it. I never understood it. So it was only amongst my people, my Cameroonian people, that the thought that something was wrong with my skin color ever came. But that initial grooming of being able to value myself in the world you know, it, 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 it gave me a sense of self-worth, you know, and, and it made me feel good about myself. My teacher made me feel good about myself because at the end of the day, everybody's so different and everybody has something to bring to the state, the table and a different story to bring to the table. I um, love that. Yes. So. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's fascinating or what you're saying, what, uh, how, our minds have also been uh, have also been messed messed up with the media that we consume. Uh, you know, everything everything white is beautiful, and everything black is evil. You know, uh, and you know that's why, unfortunately, the bleaching industry is exploding in Africa. You know, everybody wants to everybody wants to look as white as possible you know yeah. and uh it's quite unfortunate that a lot of young kids you know uh young kids who are naturally beauty uh do not receive the love and the attention that they deserve they deserve uh it's 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 fascinating what you've shared uh and it's also a very sad truth uh that we we we, we live with today um yeah so I want to continue on with our conversation in a moment, but I do see that quite a few people are joining us on all the platforms that we are on. Uh, continue sharing your comments uh, about my conversation with Naomi Achu and also continue subscribing to the channel because that's one of the ways that you can support the growth of this platform. Uh, I want to continue on with our conversation. I want us to talk about, you know, Naomi, you spoke about, uh, you know, just the impact of being back in the motherland, uh, how that was, uh, you know, uh, significant in your growth. But w imagine that now, I actually know that you normally go back to the continent. I've seen you in Nigeria uh, with your philanthropy work. Uh, but imagine that now you have an opportunity to go to all these eight countries that you've been to indirectly. But now you're physically there talking to a group of, you know, an auditorium full of, of, of all sorts of people, you know, people that admire you, people that want to uh, learn more about you. What would you tell them that is your current project that is most exciting for you? Like, what are you working on that is most exciting for you? Ooh, lots and lots and lots of things. Well, I will say, um, hmm, where do I start? Giving back. Giving back, I think, is the first and foremost. Um, that would be the project going. You know, I would I would start by 
I may not necessarily like if I was in those groups in Africa, I may start by giving. I may start for looking, I might do health drives, I might do food drives, I might go into classrooms and teach a little bit, you know, give speeches, empower, especially the children, empower the community, similar to what I did um, when I went back to Africa the last time. Um, and of course, there's more music coming up, um, which, you know, I hope to engage more Africans into the music. Um, I'm looking to um, expand employment in music in other parts of Africa. So uh, when I speak of employment in music, I speak about music videos um, where, you know, uh, we have we have more uh, actors and actresses and more dancers that are on standby that have steady income in Africa. Um, that when people go into those countries, they can say, oh, okay, we have, you know, we, everything is set up here. Like it, everything is set up. Like every country has their Hollywood where everything is just set up. They go in, they shoot their video, they go out, they market some kind of structure, some kind of structure in Africa for entertainers and also entertainment uh, employees. I love that. I, I feel like that's part of what Madaraka Festival stands for, because uh, when you think about Madaraka Festival, since it started, it's been uh, supporting the growth of One Vibe Africa's education, music and art program uh, that, you know, has been going on in Kenya for years, since 2013. And just this year, we expanded to Uganda and Tanzania, where we are, you know, sending music instruments, production equipment, uh, and also sending experts, you know, our, 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 our facilitators and instructors and musicians in Kenya are now going to these other countries. Our filmmakers are going there and we are documenting what's going on. Uh, and also here in the diaspora, we are continuing to do Madaraka Festival and, uh, you know, sending resources back to the motherland. I want you to just go back to last year when we worked together uh, at the Madaraka Festival 2022. Uh, talk about the experience and uh, and then, you know, if you are in my place, you know, uh, leading the production of Madaraka Festival, where would you take it next year and the years to come? Like, what, what would you do with it? <laughs> Don't ask me that question, Simon, because I will take over, okay? <laughs> but um, yeah. Madaraka Festival has brought nothing but joy to me and brought joy to my followers. It was a great experience. Um, the band, I really enjoyed working with the band. They, they understood me and I understood them. And I really enjoy the diversity in the audience um and the 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 enthusiasm coming from uh, 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 uh africa lovers and that's people from outside of africa the, the their passion and the their involvement um it just it, it just warms my heart um maraca festival in seattle just brings great memories and you know if i was to be part of maraca in any form or fashion as you know, I'm I'm very big on woman empowerment and you know supporting women. So 
I would just like bring like all women on the lineup. <laughs> you know, but that's just me as um, somebody who supports women. And I feel like um, women need more support in entertainment. Um, you know, I think entertainment is heavily um, a, a, a control, so I say controlled or surrounded by a lot of men and which is good, you know, it's, it's, it, it's fine, but I would also like to create a platform where the females, uh, 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 get, get, you know, give, have an equal push. Right. I think it's, it's kind of similar to, um, how we, 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 we think about pay, right. Pay in America. We, you know, they talk about it on the TV all the time. Oh, you know, this person got paid more because they're this, this person got paid more because they're that. Um, and I think it's, it's similar in entertainment, uh, where the, the male artists, I feel like they are at an advantage than the female artists. And even though we, you know, we as females, we work just as hard. Um, we, we are not always taken as, as, as seriously as the male artists. So I'm looking for a way to advocate for uh, women in the industry and to encourage them because, you know, we, we come out as, you know, some of us have kids, you know, so we still have to get off of stage and attend to our children. We still have to leave the studio and attend to our children. So we still have family. So it's important to have, um, to, to, to feel, uh, to, to have a sense of livelihood when we go into um, these, our musical spaces um, and a sense of self-worth. 100%, 100%. That's a great, uh, you know, a great response and something that is critical. And I would definitely love to work with you on actualizing that for Madaraka, you know, just making sure we are hyper focused on balancing our lineup to include, you know, women and to also pay women fairly. And so, you know, I'll be I'll be continuing to converse with you around this because it's something that is also very important to me. And also, I think it's important to grow a lot of uh, female artists' brands because uh, for you as a brand, you're, you're grown, you're, 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 you're somewhere. And so uh, you, have a, you have negotiating power, you know, no matter what festival, what brand wants to work with you, uh, they see the work you've done. You know, you've put out albums, you've been to all sorts of um places and a lot of artists are super talented especially female artists but they haven't built their brand so it's also a disadvantage to them so i feel like you uh having a community of other young female artists that uh, can benefit from your experiences can also help madaraka and many other festivals and events have a, a pipeline of artists who uh you know who who have worked with people like you or who are being mentored or advocated for by people like you. But I really, really love what you just said. Uh, oh, and I also wanted to add, if I may, um, I would also, I also vision, I have this picture of Madaraka all over Africa um, and all over the world, uh, a world tour of Madaraka. That would just poof, be amazing. I think that's coming. I think that's coming. It's inevitable because, um, you know, I, I feel like Madaraka needs to be everywhere. So 
uh, I'll, I'll ask you to help me make that happen. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I can't do this on my own anymore. I feel like as Madaraka is growing, I have to find the right people. The people who are even thinking about its growth like that. The people who are who love and respect, uh, you know, and get joy in being involved with it. So I just thank you. And I want to give you space now to talk about, you know, if there is someone who is watching and they really want to support you, Naomi, where can they go? Uh, if there is someone watching and they really want to stay connected with you, where can they go? Uh, share that. And then uh, I want to create space for you to also just speak about anything that I haven't asked that you want to talk about. Okay. Well, thank you, Simon. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's I am Naomi Achu, Twitter, Facebook, all social media platforms. Look for Naomi Achu and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I have a music video that came out um, waiting on my life. It's doing great. It's being played in several radio stations in the United States, USA and um, some parts of England um so i hope you enjoy it if you watch it and uh what else um lots of music coming up great music uh more festivals coming up big announcements uh keep it locked excellent excellent thank you so much naomi for making the time for our conversation today uh i think just recently not even recently yesterday i saw that you announced that waiting all my life um uh, you know uh, you've submitted it for Grammy consideration. Do you want to talk about that so that if we have voting members who are watching, they can also, uh, you know, make sure they vote for your music? Thank you. Well, you know, Waiting on My Life is essentially about immigration. If you listen to the song very carefully, it's speaking about two people that love themselves and they were separated because one person had to leave uh, one country or one continent to search for greener pastures. So people, you know, learn to live separate lives. And this just doesn't only happen in Africa. This can happen only within America, where, you know, two high school sweethearts are separate. One goes to North America. The other one goes to uh, the South of America. One goes to Florida. One is in Florida. One is in California. It just speaks about separation. To me, it speaks really more about immigration and searching for greener pastures and then somewhere later on in life you unite with you know with 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 your 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 long lost love and to me the long lost love is africa so it's 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 my love for africa that is written in a love song to say oh my gosh africa i didn't think i was going to see you again but here you are and i've been waiting all my life to get back to you I love and that's that. what it means for, for the for the for the the voting members um, of the academy. Uh, I appreciate your consideration and you listening, and uh, we'll see where this takes us. Excellent. I love that. I love that. Uh, thank you for all that you do. Uh, you know the music. You know one of. I love a lot of your songs. I think there's. I think there's one called the King. Is it the King? 
I know you like that one. I, I love that <laughs> song. How did you know I like that song? <laughs> you, you, you commented, you were like, I like this song. And you know, it's so interesting. That is the song that the bands like to perform. Uh, when I was at uh, Fest of Nations in um, Missouri, I asked them, I said, which is your favorite song? And they said, King. King was their favorite song. So to perform that song, performing it live is like magical. I think that song also brings the the you know, it brings it brings the wild Naomi and your rap skills are actually uh if somebody wants to know how good you are as a rapper they should listen to that song uh but also just your your stage presence your your you know a lot of artists just say they're artists but I I believe in you as a as an artist and a performer you're so incredible and uh i just love your humility too you know many artists uh you know they are not willing to do the dirty work to help create uh things like maraka festival but one you're one of the few people that you know i ask you for help can you do this for me can you introduce me to this person can you do that and you always show up so i just want you to know that i appreciate it and uh, it will go a long way in actualizing this dream you know <laughs> Oh yes, I have big dreams for Africa and when I see when I see someone like you, my brother just doing amazing things, all I can do is support in any little way that I can to, you know, elevate Africa. It's important and thank you for what you do. Excellent. Thank you again. We are now wrapping up our time together, uh, Naomi, and uh, I I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. You will be hearing from me, uh, you know, uh in your dms and in every other way possible but just know that you know i'm a big fan and i have a lot of uh, love and respect for you uh some of uh, our friends who joined us today just made some comments here and i just want to recognize a few of them stella thank you for joining us uh and brother Art, thank you for joining us as well i really appreciate all the support naomi thank you and take care of yourself uh, peace and love African father in America Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze Africa tujikaze tujikaze jikaze America Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle Washington